What's up team? Welcome to Youth It's Open Mic, hosted by myself, Sam Beagle. Usually there are other people as well. Sometimes it's me just asking questions from our members on fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, etc. etc. So have a listen. Perhaps you want to one half speed it to get it through it quicker. Episodes are short and sweet and hopefully to the point. Catch you soon. What's up team? Sam here, back again with another episode. We've had a few questions recently about density, about hinging and squat, what's the difference, what we should be aiming for in density, etc. So I want to break it down now, really, okay, in terms of what density is, why it's important, and a few things you probably need to focus on more so than the calories you burn in a session. So obviously, when people start our journey, they go through pre-season at the very start. And during that pre-season, we go through movement patterns, right? And we talk about the hinge, we talk about the squat, we get you doing both. Most of the time, people are a little bit unaware of what the difference is between a hinge and a squat. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today. Um, and also just some cues, some coaching points, perhaps some things you need to understand really, uh, the differences and why it's important for both to do both really well, right? And also why we include them in the program uh, bi-weekly, right? So you're generally going to squat twice, you're generally going to hinge twice a week. At the very start, it's very hard if you haven't exercised before to really understand a hinge and understand how you move through space. So you may find some of us uh, or some coaches um, will kind of take you to the take it to the wall and kind of get you driving your hips back when you're doing a hinge to really kind of load the pattern up and improve it. So a hinge essentially is is putting your hands on your hips and driving your bum back to the wall with your shins staying pretty much vertical difference with a squat, right, is a squat is we want your butt to drop between your heels, okay, so the the squat is like a vertical motion with your hips, whereas a hinge is a horizontal motion, right, your, your hips are going backwards and forwards, whereas a squat you're going up and down, all right, now with a squat there's more emphasis on your quads, all right, and less emphasis on your glutes and hamstrings, whereas obviously a deadlift is more derriere, more posterior chain, all right, so that is more glutes, um, and more hamstring work. With deadlifts, you require less knee bend. Um, so those that perhaps have knee pain, it's a it's an alternative to improve hamstring strength and increase the stability of your knees. Um, so doing lower body work without wrecking knees at the very start. Uh, whereas obviously a squat requires more ankle mobility, right? And obviously as you squat down, you want your knees driving forward, keeping your heels flat, having equal pressure throughout. So if you think about hinge and squat, slightly different, all right? Um, it's really important, right, that we don't just work the muscles that we can see, which is obviously our legs, our quads, our chest, our biceps. It's really important that we start to understand and start to train the posterior chain, so our back, our glutes, hamstrings, probably twice as often as we train those at the front, right? The exer- the muscles that we can't see are probably more important than, exer- uh, than the muscles that we can see. All right, so really understanding the deadlift, understanding the hinge pattern and, and what's required for that will go a really long way in improving your, well, reducing the risk of injury, improving overall strength and power output, increasing definition around derriere, around your butt. Um, obviously, if you want like a shapely butt, it's a great it's a great movement pattern for that. Um, and also it's just general good stuff day to day, right? How many times do we pick stuff off the floor or do we bend down and grab something, etc.? A lot of times, right? So it's a really fundamental movement that we do every single day. So 
it is a moving pattern that we need to like really understand. When we're talking about the hinge pattern, right? That could be a deadlift, that could be a swing, that could be a Romanian deadlift, that could be a single leg deadlift, that could be a hip thrust, that could be a glute bridge. They're all variations of hinges, all right? Um, and obviously, as we go through the program, as you go through the program, you'll start to perhaps um, go through more advanced progressions of hinges. Maybe at the very start, you use a very light kettlebell and it's a deadlift, uh, kettlebell deadlift. And perhaps you move into the bar, then perhaps you move into hip thrusts or a single leg deadlift, etc., to make it a little bit more tricky. So there's tons of variations for it, right? Obviously, just what we're looking to do is just put you in different positions, okay, and put the load in different places to target different muscle groups. Um, and just to generally get you stronger and functional, uh, more all-rounded, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's the difference between a hinge and a squat, all right? If you're still unsure, right, um, Obviously, in the sessions, we'll make sure that you fully understand it. But essentially, uh, with it with a hinge, right? We want to make sure, like I said, our knees stay vertical. We drive our hips back to the wall, and we really kind of like keep our torso, keep our chest nice and stable, nice and straight. So we don't want to round the back through the movement. We don't want to arch our back. We don't want to like tuck our bum under. It's a very kind of like graceful movement when, when done properly. As with every exercise that you do at the very start, we want you to go slower. We want you to really understand and practice the movement, okay? Uh, there's a mentor that I had, and and actually a few people have mentioned it since, actually. And it's when you're working out with us, right, or doing some sort of strength-based training, just imagine it's practice. Imagine all you're doing is practicing, practicing, practicing. Don't worry about your ego. Don't worry about how much you can lift. Just really understand and really start to prioritize practicing the movement and treat it like you're training like literally like you're training that movement as much as i used to play football right so <clears throat> much as the day we used to train five days a week leading up to the game on a saturday it's the same thing right those five days are preparing ourselves for the saturday the training that we do in the gym is just that is that preparation throughout the week that we lead up to the to the weekend so really like be graceful really understand slow the tempo down really control the movement really understand where your body's feeling it how your body's moving through space understand that the different tension points that you have perhaps you feel it more in your quads or your hamstrings maybe you're not feeling it at all maybe you feel your back is rounding a little bit more so the slower we go the more understanding we create around that specific movement right whether it's a bench press a press up a squat a lunge etc take things really really slow and be patient with it right with the density we have three different blocks right generally the first one is strength and power and with strength and power we're going to go fairly heavy and they're the major like more compound lifts that we do so in those movements you'll find split squats you'll find back squats you'll find different variations of deadlifts like the barbell hex bar deadlifts you'll find uh, a push press with a barbell maybe some cleans there are exercises that are great fat burn exercises because they're compound they they incorporate a lot of muscles moving at once all right they're major movement groups or movement patterns that is like a push pull hinge and squat that we'll go through in the warm-up and the, and the pre-season all right so in those in that first block it's not a case of rushing through the exercises as fast as you can. If you've got eight reps of a hex bar deadlift, we want you to go heavy in the eight in the eight reps. We don't want you to go through it so fast that you're not building strength. What you'll generally find in gym classes and other sessions, right, that perhaps you may find elsewhere, is the goal is to get through it as quickly as you can. It may be an AMRAP that we do, as in you have 10 minutes and 
you keep going and get as many rounds as you can, but don't take it like that. Don't literally take it literally like that. Work up to like a really heavy weight. So over those eight minutes, you probably want to spend the last two minutes using a weight that is like near your maximal effort, right, of intensity. All right, a scale of one to 10 is the intensity, right? If 10 out of 10 is a maximum weight you can lift, that would be the highest intensity. And if one out of 10 is the lowest weight you lift, it's one out of 10 in terms of intensity. So we wanna be like an eight or nine out of 10 on the intensity level, right? So let's say for instance, you've done, uh, you're doing 10 reps on a hex bar deadlift, all right? And you know that normally you can, for 12 reps, use um, 100 kilos, right? So you probably wanna use 100 kilos for, for the 10 reps, if that makes sense, right? So it's not your maximum effort, but it's just a little bit below that. And that's what we wanna build up to. Because that's going to build the biggest strength. There's going to build like muscle mass. Okay, it's really going to shape your body. It's really going to turn you up and define you up. All right, and that's what we're aiming for in those in that first block of the sessions. So really spend time. Don't rush through it. Be patient. Go slow. Slow the tempo down and really perfect that form. Okay, and perfect the lift because like that's the foundation. Right, doing that will reduce the amount of risk. Well, the injuries that you have as well. All right, um, will allow you to like transfer and carry over that movement pattern across day-to-day -day life and other areas of our workouts, right? The more of a foundation you build up in, say, our density workouts, when it comes to interval sessions, we're doing banding, we're doing heavy sprints, etc. the longer you should be able to maintain that form that we're asking you for, for the 15 or 30 or 45 or 60 seconds, okay? So it's all interlinked, really, right? Between density intervals, it's all carefully curated and planned out. So really, really do slow, go slow. In terms of the second block, right? That's more like the 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 muscle building as such. So strength and power is block number one, and block number two is more muscle building, etc. So you may find like more dumbbell work. You may find more lateral raises or different variations of like um, lesser compound movements, less complex movements. All right. So in in that way, you can probably pick up the pace a little bit more, right? Does have to be as slow as the first block. All right, we're not going for heavy maximal efforts. We're going for rounds. We're looking to get volume in. All right, volume being, let's say week one, we've got three exercises and you get three rounds of 10 in. Maybe uh, second week comes in, you do three rounds of 12. All right, so you're doing two reps more per exercise. Okay, that's more volume. You're increasing the amount of volume you can do. And that's what we're aiming to do in that, in that second block. All right, so if there's like two or four exercises, however many it may be, we're looking to just increase the volume that we do within that, all right? So that could be more sets, more reps, uh, more weight lifted, okay? So pay special attention to them. And because the movements we do aren't competing, what I mean by that is we're not doing two push exercises together. We're not doing two pull exercises together. So you never really find like a bent over row with a pull up, right? Because it's too fatiguing. It's the same movement pattern, a pull, Right, so it's too fatiguing. So you could probably reduce the period of rest that you have in between. And if we've gone from say like a pull up to a press up, you can bang them out, right? Because they're non-competing exercises, right? The, the muscles you use for the press ups is different from the muscles you use in the pull ups, right? So you could probably go at a faster pace, all right, without fatiguing too much. So with that one, keep those things in mind. With the third block that we do, that's normally like isolation exercises. So you'll generally find hinges, oh sorry, glute, 
work, you'll generally find like maybe ab work or core work or maybe a little bit of conditioning and abs. And that there is just purely to like isolate and build strength uh, and metabolically damage a particular area, right? Put under metabolic stress, all right? Which is great for like a pump uh, at the end of a workout. It's obviously great to feel good. Like when you leave a workout, your arms, as a guy, your arms are looking good. Uh, maybe you've got bigger biceps. You're like, hey man, I, I look swole. <laughs> this is great. Um, so with these exercises, again, the weight isn't necessarily important. Again, it's more about volume, but it's a faster pace, at a faster pace, at a faster pace, all right? Except anything that we do carrying. Like if you're carrying certain objects, if it's like a goblet walk or if it's like a farmer's walk, that's not rushing through the movement. That's taking that exercise a little bit slower. But generally speaking, the other ones, you can kind of rush through them and you can really learn to build awareness around a particular group. Let's say, for instance, we've got a lower body glute finisher all right, for block number three, and it is, say, reverse lunges, it's hip thrusts, and it's banded lateral walks. We can go through them at a fairly fast place to build up good strength, good burn, good doms in that particular area, right? And these are the exercises you'll probably feel tomorrow or the day after, like, oh, I'm sore on my glutes or my biceps are sore or my abs are sore. That's the area that, uh, or that's the block that you'll be feeling that from, if that makes sense, all right? So that's kind of how you should target and attack density. That's probably the best scenario for you to really understand and interpret the densities different blocks that we do how to manage them and also the difference between a hinge and a squat and getting the most out of both if you have any questions please feel free to drop them below uh, otherwise i've been sam have a great day and we'll catch up soon